baby, baby, baby. Week 10 is here, and we at the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show are here today with Brandon Adam to talk about our favorite flex plays and sleeper picks on the week. Brandon, brother, we've made it halfway through the season. Yeah. Back nine. How we doing? Oh man, this is the this is the push for the playoffs, guys. Uh this is your trade deadlines. This is when you go all in for dynasty guys. This is when you figure out if you're going all the way in or if you're you're gonna relax for the next season. So this is this yeah. is the fun part for dynasty owners. I love this part of the year and I'm I'm a pretty aggressive owner, so I always go for it. <laughs> Sometimes it's a Sometimes it's a, a little bit too overzealous sometimes. And, yep. but you know, I, if you don't take the swing, you don't win. Um, so you gotta, you gotta take swings to win it. And, uh, that's my advice for dynasty owners that are on the fringe. Go for it, boys. It's about winning. There's a, there's a saying, Brandon, I'm sure you've heard it. It's that fortune favors the bold. Yep. Don't be afraid. Yep. Now, now be smart. So of course, for our VIP members at DFSArmy.com, we have the discord. And if you're going to make a trade, just, just hit us up in the discord first. We yeah. will, we will give you our professional opinions on that trades, but most of the time when in doubt, if you're getting the best player in a deal, it's, it's worth considering. It's worth considering because listen, our goal, whenever we're doing trading is mm -hmm. to improve our starting lineup. So if you can do that, then it's worth considering. This is my favorite time of year because this is where the children become men and women. This is where we make our stand, baby. It's yeah. it's listen, fantasy football is a game of attrition. It's not just a draft at the start of the season. Mm. It's getting through these bye weeks. It's grinding the waiver wire. Of course, we've got our waiver wire show every Monday night. This week is actually going to be Sunday night because I'm traveling for work this week. But it's going to be Sunday night. And we talk about some of our players. And a lot of the players that I talk about on that show, we're actually going to be talking about today. Because the players that we love in the waiver wire are also guys that, hey, listen, when you're looking down the road, maybe these guys have some pretty de decent matchups. But, Brandon, we got a lot of show to talk about. Let's not bury the lead. Give me your number one flex play on the week. My number one guy is straight out of Green Bay. His name is the Lizard King, Alan Lazard. Mm. This guy is a red zone magnet. Um, if you – they are playing – He's going to be matched up against Travion Diggs of the Cowboys. And I kind of like that because that means that that means they're going to allow Diggs to try and play this guy one-on-one -on -one more often than not. I And I kind of like the fact that he has the size to battle Diggs' size and he has the ability to get up and go jump, uh, catch the ball over top of Diggs. Um, I feel like he is going to be – just dripping with targets. Um, and if you look at last week, he had three red zone targets. That's mm -hmm. this guy is their red zone guy. Besides Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is going to play. He, it sounds like he's going to play last week when he played against Jeff Akuda, similar type of talent to Travion Diggs, gambler, um, kind of DB. He had three red, 10 targets. Three of them were in the red zone for four receptions and 87 yards and a tud. So this is the kind of guy that you're going to want, especially at home. Green Bay loves to show up at home. They 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 get hyped at home, and I, I think Alan Lazard is going to be the guy. And with Romeo Dobbs going down, um, they, they are going to be forced 
to give this guy targets. Uh, he's going to get double digit targets once again, because I think they're going to, I think green Bay will be trailing in this game. Um, I, but I do feel green Bay has some sense of pride. I think Aaron Rodgers has some sense of pride here and they're at home. I, so they might, I think they're going to keep it somewhat close here. And the only way they're going to be able to do that is that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. And it's going to be to Alan Lazard and Bobby Tunyon. Um, I think but Alan Lazard is obviously the number one guy that Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers trusts in this offense right now. Um, it's just it's just the facts uh, of the situation of Green Bay. We tried to warn everybody about Green Bay this offseason that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to sell everybody, you know. We were right about that. Uh, you know, honestly, if they were in the running, I think Odell Beckham would have been a nice signing for them. But since they yeah. are not. Bell will never show up there. So this is going to be the lizard Alan Lazard show. And I kind of, I, I feel like he's going to get in the box this week, especially against an aggressive DB like Diggs. He's going to gamble a lot. Um, so I think Alan Lazard is crafty enough. He's a veteran um, and he has well, that chemistry, you know, so I kind of like him. Yeah. It's going to be very, very interesting because Alan Lazard, to your point, he is, Aaron Rodgers, number one guy, right? Which yep. in past seasons, that meant a lot. But I mean, listen, he has five touchdowns on the season, which is eighth in the league, right? Mm-hmm. The thing also is that what's interesting is as a whole, the Cowboys generally will, are, are more prone to play his own defense. They play zone about mm-hmm. 75% of the time. But Trayvon Diggs will actually shadow almost 50% of the time. Yep. So there's a good chance that for the majority of the game, he is going to probably be shadowing Alan Lazard because there isn't much else in that passing game to really do damage. But the one thing we know about Trayvon Diggs is that he's a, he's a pick machine, but he also mm-hmm. has a propensity to give up these big plays on occasion, right? So that's what we're going to yep. be going for. And then when you when you bake into the fact that Alan Lazard, for the most part, is one of the um, – uh, he, he likes to get to deep targets. He's had 15 yes. deep targets on this Talk season. He gets two per game, which is number five in the league. So despite yes. the fact that – Aaron Rodgers, for the most part, doesn't look quite correct. They're still going to want to go deep to Alan Lazard. So I would expect that to continue. And Mm -hmm. the reality of this game is that the Cowboys know how to put up points, right? Dak Prescott is back. He looks healthy. Michael Gallup is back. He looks healthy. CeeDee Lamb looks good. Tony Pollard, the number one running back in that offense. Sorry, Alan Sislowski. Tony Pollard looked electric when he was a starting running back. Now, we know that Zeke is probably going to play this week. We just hope that the Cowboys... Use some common sense. Use the better mm-hmm. running back. Tony Pollard is a r- better running back. It's going to still continue to be a committee, but as long as he gets plurality, as we like to say, of those mm-hmm. touches, it's going to be a good situation. Um, Alan Zard, man, he's going to be a smash this week. He's going to be an absolute yeah. smash. we got Trey coming in. Said, yes. Morning, gents. we got a full PPR question. Jerry Judy or Josh Palmer? This one to me is actually kind of easy. I'm I'm leaning towards Josh Palmer. What do you think? You know, I I think it's a Greg Dolchich week um, for that offense. I think Greg mm-hmm. Dolchich has been the easily the biggest uh, target Russ has actually been more comfortable with. He's the most comfortable with him. Yep. You know, but I, I I'm hoping honestly that the the Broncos coming off this bye, they kind of figured out some things. I hope they figured out kind of what they want to be a little bit here. Like they, I think Nathaniel Hackett has just been a hack at playing call, play, just call, you know, these play calls have just been awful. And I, I just feel like they, 
they got this great they got this uh quarterback they they didn't have a plan how to use like it just seems like they didn't realize how they used him in seattle and it's kind of shitty so i'm going palmer i think you're right i think palmer yeah. is the play here um that's that's just i know he hasn't been that great but i think palmer, well i mean palmer Palmer's been getting the targets. He's clearly been yep. the wide receiver one. We like DeAndre yep. Carter as well. And one of our honorable mentions, actually, that I've got on the on the show today is going to be Joshua Palmer and DeAndre Carter. I know yep. they're going up against San Francisco, but San Francisco really hasn't been as stout in the passing game as you would expect. Mm-mm. The thing that worries me the most is that, like, the Tennessee Titans, if Ryan Tannehill, especially if it's if he doesn't go in Malik Willis plays, like, it's an over-under of 38.5. It's in Tennessee. Mm. It's going to be a, a run-first type game. It's going to be very, very low volume. Jerry Judy has become, unfortunately, the Russell Wilson's number one target. I mean, like just last week, he had a 29% target share versus Cortland Sutton's 16%. That's On the awful. season, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. On the season, Court still has 24% versus Judy's 21%. But we're starting to see a shift, right? And yep. for anybody who has Cortland Sutton on their team, you've seen the shift. So yes, I like Jerry Judy. I don't think I don't think either is really really bad. But in full PPR, man, I'm going Josh Palmer. I'm going for the moon. I want to win my matchup, yep. and I feel like Josh Palmer has a better opportunity to score, get a touchdown, put up 15, 16 points versus Jerry Judy. Yeah, he might get targets, but he might go four for fifty and get yeah. you nine points, and it's just not going to win you your week. And Tennessee's good, man. Um, you know, t- they are missing their big big boy down uh, for pass rush, though, this week. That is something to consider. Um, Simmons is out this week. So that is a big missing person in their rotation for pass rush. So there might be a little bit more time for Russ to get the ball out this week than normal, than uh, Tennessee uh, defense is going to be giving up a little bit more this week, I think. But, you know, I like Greg Dolchich. I, I think that's that's the that's the play. Um, Greg Dulcich, man, yeah, he's he's going to be solid. And hey, man, Greg Dulcich has been a pleasant little surprise. Yes, sir. Actually, we a t- bunch of these rookie tight ends. We we talked about. I mean, honestly, we talked about this guy, Mike Mike D. Um, he he was all over Greg Dulcich early. Um, we talked about it because we were in the chat screaming at each other about Albert O. Um, because me, my myself, and Mike were totally not for Albert O. And we both said that Greg Dolchich will be the tight end one by by midseason, and that's exactly what happened. Um, so it's just you know I just feel like Russ has a, a chemistry with that guy. So I just feel like that is where you attack this Tennessee defense. So that's, that's where go. I'm at with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're we're in concession there. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to talk about my first flex player, and yes, this one is is absolutely 100 going to be kind of a plug your nose type player. But sometimes you got to plug your nose and just expect those fantasy points to roll in. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, Jarvis Landry, Landry, who is expected to play, it looks like, coming back. He has been out since week four with the ankle sprain. Nice. Going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are abysmal against a slot wide receiver, which Jarvis Landry, for the most part, has played in the slot when he's actually been healthy. 73% Mm -hmm. of the time he's played in the slot. Pittsburgh ranks 28th. In terms of D against the wide receivers as a whole, they're not stopping it. And when you look at the actual uh, slot position, they're fourth worst, Oof. allowing 16.5 points per week to the slot position. So you bake that in. Do we really, really trust Andy Dalton? Which again, it sounds like Dalton is going to continue to get the the start, which is asinine to me. We've we've talked Just about crazy. this so much that if they really want to win games, 
It's going to be from Crab Legs. It's going to be from Jameis Winston. It's not going to be <laughs> from Jarvis Land or from from Andy Dalton. Dalton just isn't good. He just isn't good. He is the definition of a backup quarterback at this stage of his career. Yeah. Is Jameis much better for fantasy football? Yes. For real life football, I would say at least on par. Uh, the one thing that he's uh, probably he had early on in his, his career was the turnovers. But Andy Dalton's a turnover machine right now. He's throwing at least a couple of interceptions every single week. I digress. They're going to push the ball to Jarvis Landry. They need a possession type wide receiver so that they, do. they can just they can get first downs. And Jarvis Landry, he's 29 years old. I get it. He's getting up there in his career, but the type of football that he plays is going to be mm-hmm. conducive to just moving moving the change every single week, getting those first downs, getting the positions to score. And Jarvis Landry is going to be able to do that. So Jarvis Landry this week is a very reasonable PPR flex play. I like it. I actually like it a lot, and I think you're exactly right. I'm actually going to be throwing him in a lineup or two because I need him. Um, I have some major injuries because of Bateman and Cooks. Brandon Brandon Cooks, you know, not playing as well as killing me, man. Like that's just I needed that. Sounds like it sounds like Cooks going to play, and actually sounds also sounds like Nico Collins is is going to play as well. So a couple options in Houston are going to get are going to go back. But I mean, Brandon Cooks just I I don't have him as a flex, but where you at on Brandon Cooks? If he plays, you're starting him, right? For the most part, yeah. If if he plays, I'm 100 throwing him in there because these guys are professional athletes, man. They got pride, you know. Like they, he's he he was just angry in the fact that he wasn't traded. But hey, man, he was owed 18 million dollars, and people didn't want to take on his contract. So like. Just you just yeah. got to get over that. Uh, next year, maybe they can move him. For, you know, next year he might not be in Houston, but as of right now, he he's got to play for that next team, right? He's yeah. so I'm I'm okay with throwing him in lineups. I'm I'm going to. I have to. So I will. Yeah. And you look at last year. I mean, this year and next year, he, he, they cannot cut him because of mm-hmm. the dead cap. Even if he adjusts his salary, there's still going to be that dead cap on there, and it's. They're stuck with him, unfortunately. And it's, he's going to be a hard player to trade simply because of the contract, not because of the talent. Not, not because the of talent. the talent. Yeah. No. So if, if they wanted to like seriously move him, they would have had to eat some of that contract, and it just didn't sound like they were willing to do it. But that's just <laughs> in the words of Mike Florio, dysfunctional <laughs> teams do dysfunctional things. Yeah. If you want to just move on, uh, admit that it's going to be a rebuild season, that's what you need to do. But uh, give me your number two guy for this oh, week. Oh, man. We're going to the moon. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney oh, yeah. is going against the sieve Jeff Akuda <laughs> of the Lions. He's a 54th ranked coverage corner in the NFL as of right now. This guy is giving up massive plays. And I, with the fact that Justin Fields is getting hot and now mm-hmm. the arrival of Clayton uh, Chase Claypool, this is – I'm becoming hotter on Darnell Mooney. Um, he is becoming – a very nice play because yeah. think his target rate is 29.2%. That's 12th in the league. Uh, his target share is 28.6. That's 11th in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he is getting snap shares out of, out of the slot. Um, he's 15th in the league. That, that stuff excites me. Um, I, I feel like he's also getting some deep targets. Uh, his, this offense is finally starting to click a little bit here and, I feel like there's some optimism in Bears land, and I think this is, you know, this is a game. We all know that the Lions are terrible on defense, mm-hmm. and they are pretty good on offense, so they're going to be able to shoot out with them. And I feel like this is the type of game where Darnell Mooney can actually reach his ceiling 
um, game versus his floor games. And this is the kind of – it's exciting because la- last week yeah. he got eight targets, two in the two red zone targets. In the last uh, four games, he's gotten five red zone targets. That's pretty – that's one of the highest on the team. So this is the type of stuff that I'm – it's trending towards – where we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year here. Um, he's getting these targets. He's pushing almost double digit targets per game. And, you know, yeah, he's, he's an explosive guy. Uh, I, I like, I like how, how he plays, especially, especially against Jeff Okuda, where he can get o- over the top of Jeff Okuda and he has the speed to get, get down the field for some big plays. And, and what the Lions are definitely going to be trying to set up the uh, stop the run big time against against uh, uh, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery and the rushing ability of uh, Justin Fields. So that's going to open up some of that deeper shot play action plays. And I think we're going to be able to see Darnell Mooney hit on a couple big chunk plays. And maybe maybe one of them will be for a long touchdown here. Um, so last week, Brandon, last ahead. week against yeah. Miami, okay, yep. so Justin Fields. He had his most pass attempts on the week or on the season at 28 pass attempts. Of yep. course, he also melted faces. <laughs> he, yeah. had 107, he had 178 rush yards. So Jeez. he says the quarterback yeah. one on the on the week. I don't know about you, but I definitely played Fields in a few few leagues. I played Fields and Mixon in a league, and it's just like tears. Tears rolled down my face last week. Can't do anything about that. About that. <laughs> but yeah, man. So the thing I like though is that because they're rushing more, mm-hmm. they're also passing more. Yes. Last week, Darnell Mooney had eight targets, which was the second best on the season. He had 12 against Washington a few weeks back, but he had mm-hmm. eight last week. He finished for the first time. He was just on the cusp of finishing as a wide receiver one. He finished as a wide receiver 13, which was his best finish on the season. He had 17.5 yep. PPR points. Yep. Darnell Mooney, the it's thing, it, it's starting to click. It's starting to click. And again, just like the edit for the season has been player pass catchers against Detroit, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Games. And listen, it was a bit of a disappointment last week, but you got to continue to do it. And the fact that how quickly things change. The start of the season, the Chicago Bears looked in after, looked like they weren't coaching to the player. They were trying to just get him into the scheme that they were wanted to, to manage. Mm-hmm. They're playing to Justin Fields' strengths. It's opening up the rest Finally. of the field. We, we saw Cole Komet do it. I'm going to talk about some of my tight end streamers at the end of this show today. Cole Komet's on that because they're starting to use him. The Chicago offense as a whole is exciting to watch again. The Detroit offense is actually kind of fun. Both teams mm-hmm. can put up points. Both yep. teams don't have the best defenses. That's what those are the types of teams you want or games you want to attack. And I, yep. I love Darnell Mooney, man. I got nothing bad to say about Darnell Mooney. And and, and and for the game, there's a it's a 48 and a half over and un, over under. And I mean, their Vegas is is expecting points here. Yeah. So I I I I love the I love the Bears this week. Um yeah, if if uh, if I'm doing some DFS stacks, I would I would definitely do a, a Justin Fields Mooney stack, run it back with the Sun God, and mm-hmm. uh, enjoy your fantasy points. Enjoy your fantasy points, baby. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about a player that I think is going to score some fantasy points this week. My second flex play on the week is Donovan Peoples Jones of those Cleveland Browns going up against those aforementioned Miami Dolphins. It's a 49 point over under. Cleveland is coming off their bye week. But when he did play, he was averaging between 85 to 90% snap share, averaging roughly six targets per week. Right now, I would consider him a very viable wide receiver three type flex play, like on the season, Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples-Jones is. 
But going up against a team like Miami, where, as we talked about before, they're crappy going up against the receivers, and it's a 49-point over-under. It's the second-highest over-under on the slate after the Jacksonville-Kansas City game. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's a monster of a man. He's starting to get the opportunities. I think it's still very much like it's going to be a run-first team. Mark Cooper's going to be the first read. But that second wide receiver is going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to produce this week up going up against Miami. This is the type of one where even in DFS, if he's a nice cheap option, he's a player worth considering. Sneaky stuff there. I I was actually looking at him a little bit last night, and that that I'm I, when we we talked this morning, I smiled because I was yeah. like, "Yep, it's like we are we are on the same wavelength." Sometimes it's kind of eerie. <laughs> sometimes, when, like when we're just sitting there looking at flex plays and figuring out who can have a splash play for our our followers. Yeah. And man, we we agree on a lot of stuff. A okay, lot of we got. <laughs> We got a question from I oh, hate the NFL. No. We, we all do because it kills us. Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore this week? What do you think? I think it's Tony. They traded for him for a reason, man. And I think, you know, he he's an explosive guy, and they're gonna expand his package every single week. Um, yeah. I would expect I would expect his snap rate to go up every single week. Sky Moore is unfortunately getting buried. Like he's yes, just yeah. getting buried on the depth chart. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to absolutely smash this week. So if you have him, please don't sit him for anybody. Just just lock him in. Um, He he has proven to be the number one option in this offense outside of Travis Kelsey. Um, Let's let's just give Juju some some credit here. Um, And he's becoming the guy. Uh, But Kadarius Toney, they traded for him for a reason. Um, I, I like it. Uh, Tony over Sky Moore for me for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Sky Moore at this point, you can't really start him. Love, love the prospect. I still think he's going to have a reasonable career. Yeah. Unfortunately, the data does show that if if, if a rookie doesn't at least show something in his rookie season, yeah, it, it lowers his probability to break out. The whole idea of like a second or third year breakout for these wide receivers is actually a bit of a fallacy when you look at the data. So, I mean, I guess the same could be said about Darius Tony. But the key thing here is that Juju Smith Schuster, Travis Kelsey, the number one and two reads, right? The, mm-hmm. I would say Kelsey's 1A. Juju's probably 1B. McCole Hardman's out. McCole Hardman, he's not a reliable player every single week, but McCole Hardman's out this week. So that's, that's probably why this question is even a question. You got to go Kadarius Tony. He's yep. magically healthy again. I hate the NFL. <laughs> he's magically. Rock. It's amazing how how fast people get healthy when they get traded. Like, yeah, it's fantastic. When you get traded to go play with, with uh, the, the, the Frog King himself, I know it's just nuts. Like it, it blows my mind, man. Like just how, how how they can get away, how NFL how NFL organizations can get away with just sitting a guy because they don't like him and just saying, "Oh, he's got a hamstring," because that's what it was. See, I think it was. I don't think it was the player saying, "I can't play." I think it was the organization saying, "No, we're gonna we're just gonna put you on the shelf because we don't sure like was, your attitude." I'm sure it was a bit Some, of both. Something's going on. Yeah. Something's going on. You know, but we don't know. Yeah, usually it's a bit of both. All right, give me give me your third flex play, brother. All right, man. Uh, we're going to the Raiders. Uh, Mac Collins, man. Mac Collins is the guy this week against this putrid Indianapolis Colts team. Um, he's going to be lined up against Isaiah Rodgers. He's not even. Let's just say he's not even ranked in player profiler on DBs because he just hasn't played enough. And Mac Collins, if you look at his opportunity share, um, he's got. He's eighth in average uh, target distance in ADOT with 
14.3 yards per per attempt. That's eighth in the league. Deep targets, he's uh, 14th in the league with 12 of them. He's getting 1.5 a game. So I'm expecting a long touchdown from him this week. I kind of like his uh, prospects for a long touchdown. Um, Red zone targets, he's got eight on the season, um, four four catches. That's 24th in the league. Um, Target quality rating is sixth in the league. So he's getting some good looks. Um, I I just feel with this matchup against Isaiah Rogers, a nobody really, um, I think he's going to be able to take advantage of the fact that Hunter Renfro is out. Waller Mm -hmm. is out. Um, Adams is going to be getting Stefan Gilmore most of the time. So I feel with Derek Carr and the way he likes to play the game, he's going to find the, find the matchup. That's the, that, uh, is the strongest for his squad. And that's going to be with Mm -hmm. Matt Collins. And they're going to, they're going to dial up some big plays to Matt Collins this week. I have a feeling. Uh, Look, so, so Matt Collins has actually had a pretty solid floor. I mean, you can go back to week three where he put up 30 points. Yeah, but when you look at half of his games, he scored at least double-digit points. I like the fact that like Darren Waller hasn't really played much this season, so you can't really compare with or without Darren Waller. Yeah, but I think yeah. Hunter Renfro being out is going to be huge. When yeah. you miss a few yep. of those weeks, I, Matt Collins definitely stepped in as the top dog in that offense. Again, it's going to be—I think it's going to be the Josh Jacobs show. It is every single week, oh. but this week Matt Collins is going to be. I, I love that. They're going to have some they're going to they're going to have some play action calls off of Josh Jacobs cuz they aren't going to be able to stop Jacobs. Jacobs is going to That's a dude I would be smashing in DFS. He would be locked in as an RB2 for me in DFS and in dude. I, Josh Jacobs <laughs> has had a monster season. Like I mean, yeah. I wish we I wish I had more of him, man. I wish I was higher on yeah. him. Everybody was worried about this community back thing with the with the Patriots, you know, culture of of McDaniel's, but he's just given Jacobs everything he can handle, and it, yeah. it, he's had a career year. Like it's just impressive. Thing is, though, is, I mean, like the, uh, the Patriots have had players that they've completely sat. Like uh, Damian Harris didn't do much in his rookie season either, right? So it's not unusual. No. We like Zamir White as a prospect, the Georgia running back. You like, like Zamir White. Don't say we. You. Okay, I like Zamir White. <laughs> I still we. like Zamir White. Zamir White's a stud, man. Zamir White's a stud. Yeah. When he's given the opportunity, he's going to do very, very well. Um, I, I got a very, very tough question for you. And sure. uh, I, I'm not sure which one I'm leaning on this one. We got Jack Terrace coming in. He's saying, what's up, brothers? How you doing, Jack? Um, what do you think about Christian Kirk going up against Kansas City or Tyler Lockett against Tampa Bay? I keep going back and forth. This one is very can you start both, Jack? Like who are you starting ahead of these guys? Yeah, because I would like to both know. of these guys are starters this week. Tyler Lockett, Brennan, we were talking about this off the show. Yeah. Number nine wide receiver on the season, PPR. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't sit Tyler Lockett right now. And Christian Kirk has an absolute it's right behind him golden matchup i mean i'm going to talk about yeah. zay jones as a deeper flex play because to me christian kirk is an every week starter at this point like yeah. you cannot he had a 29 percent target share last week christian he... kirk, he's got a mario man oh, man. wide receiver dang that's tough man if you could start one of these guys in your flex i would but if i had to choose tyler lockett or christian kirk i'm probably leaning tyler lockett just because we know what he's going to do what, what, uh, I, I agree with you. I, he's he's getting quality quality plays towards you know the the Seahawks are just putting up points, man. They are mm-hmm. a consistent consistent team. They are consistently making big plays. The cool thing about the 
honestly, you can't have a you can't mess us up. Either one, you're good with. Like seriously, Although, like so whoever you put in. Let's take a step back here. So it's being played in Tampa Bay. Does does it worry no, you? It's, it's oh, in no, it's Munich. in, it's in oh, Germany. Munich. Ooh, it's in Munich. You're right. It's in Munich. It's in Germany. Early game too. Man. And you know what's actually interesting? In terms of total flight time and distance, Seattle is actually a similar distance to Munich, Germany as Tampa Bay. So that was interesting to me. So neither team has an advantage in terms of the time. Obviously, the time zone is different, right? It's a three-hour difference in terms of time zone between Tampa and Seattle on the West Coast. Oh, um, I, I kind of want to go Kirk. I'm Kirk has such well, a good yeah. Matchup. Now I'm tempted to go Kirk. I you know what I, I'm going back because I don't like international games. They tend yep. I I yep. tend to choose the under on these international games. I worry about the time difference. I know that they're there. They've been there for a few days now, but I I just yeah you know what? I'm leaning Christian Kirk. I'm taking it back. I'm going Christian Kirk. I like both players. If you can fit somehow both players into your lineup uh, at the flex. Oh oh damn. Okay never mind. He's got what is it? Dang. Ken, Ken Walker's in this flex. You can't. You're, you're starting. 14 man lead. You know what? what you That's... just smashed everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, Jack, come you on, must man. Have a sick team, brother. You've got a yeah, sick wide receiver job. core. Sick deep wide receiver core. That's, that's sick, to, uh, Jack. Just, uh, just understand this. If Lockett goes off and if Kirk doesn't, it, the process the is process. telling you Kirk. Yeah. So I would just be good with either or, either of them. So understand this. Like, you're going to be whatever you choose, it's fine. Like, honestly, if you look, like, yeah, just look at the numbers. Okay. The over under for the Seattle at Tampa game is 44 and a half. The over under for the Jacksonville, Kansas city game 50. is 50.5. So, Go I Kirk. mean, yeah, I'm going Kirk. It's just safer. They're going to be chasing. Now, yeah. It's in Kansas city with it. You don't love, but the fact that you're on the road, you're going to have to throw the ball. So yeah, I'm leaning that it's it. I've come full circle. Both are, are great plays, but and Zay's healthy. Factor. So yeah. Zay's healthy. Uh, Kirk operates out of the slot. I like that a lot against the against Kansas City. Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's go Kirk. I'm going Kirk. Let's go Kirk. All right, we got we got Harry coming in. Full PPR. He needs to play one of the flex: Donovan Peoples Jones, Wandell Robinson, or Khalil Herbert. What do you think? These are tight. These are tight ones. Yeah. I so I so when I was looking at my flex plays, I had in the beginning of my process i had wandell and khalil herbert as flex plays um i like both of them wandell's gonna get a workload he operates out of the slot so he's not gonna get a bunch of stingley i just feel like barkley is gonna control this game this is gonna be a saquon barkley game and it's just gonna be a monster game for him one that's it's it's but no so it's not khalil herbert right khalil herbert just isn't no. he's getting like a 28 percent opportunity share no you just can't play khalil herbert it's too risky i mean you're you're, yep. you're rolling the dice and it's just low probability so really it's between yep. donovan people's jones and wandell robinson and I, I just like the game matchup cleveland versus miami better for uh for donovan people's jones than i do wandell robinson it, both are solid I like but i like wandell you like wandell I do. I, mean, I like one. We haven't seen it yet, though. We haven't like we like everything. We like the peripherals, but we haven't seen the production yet. We've seen it with Donovan it's Jones. You're right, though. I, I got you, but I just feel like it's coming with Wandell. It's it's time with the Tony trade. It's it's obvious so, that they were they had a plan for this kid. Um, I just feel like the, he operates out of the slot where he can take advantage. The when you look at the matchup tool, so if you go to uh, DaveSArmy.com. 
you go to the NFL place uh, tab at the top and you go to NFL matchups. It's probably one of my favorite tools that we use. I'm looking yeah. here and you compare the matchup. Wondell Robinson has the fifth toughest matchup on the week. Yeah. It's a whole lot of red versus yeah. Cleveland. When you look at Donovan Peoples-Jones and it's 21, don't trust Brissett, 21 best matchup. You just don't touch, touch trust percent. Okay, well, no, it's fair. Listen, we're, we're split here, Harry. I apologize, but we're split. He's Sorry, going buddy. I'm going to go Donovan Peoples-Jones. Both are solid plays. We're playing both of them over Khalil Herbert in our flex because Khalil Herbert, you're you're banking on a touchdown. It's a it's a dice roll with Herbert. It's a dice roll with Herbert. It's too risky. Yeah. So I'm leaning to DPJ. Brandon's leaning Wandale Robinson. I'm probably wrong. So it's probably DPJ. Here's the thing. You you look at you look at the 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 matchup for the running backs. It's the 27th. Matchup. I it's a lot of green for Saquon Barkley. It's gonna sit. I know he's gonna. So I'm hoping. I, I, I feel like I feel like you know when they get close into the red zone area, that's where Wandell can sneak into the box. I think because his ADOT's not super high, so he can do he can run those tight routes a lot. You know, right outside the goal line, and he can sneak in on a play action and get us. You know, some kind of like joining element type of little r- option route. You know, like he can yeah. do that kind of stuff. So yeah, that, I don't know. You, I just it's t- I I have more confidence that Donovan Peoples Jones is going to be more active part of the offense than Wondell Robinson is. They're going to, they're going to run first, even though, I mean, the giants are a middling team. They're 21st in terms of pass attempts. So you're still getting a reasonable number of pass attempts at 27 a game. I just, I'm leaning towards Donovan people's Jones. We're split. It's all good. We're good. We're good. All right. Okay. we got a few more. Then we're going to do our final flex plays of the, of the day. And we'll, we'll call it a day. Okay. We got Flex Lord Chino. Ooh, I like that name. Hey guys, wondering if I should trade away Sanders for Olave. Is that Miles Sanders? I'm guessing for Chris Olave or Ramondre for Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson. I really need a wide receiver one, high wide receiver two, and Ramondre and Sanders are both my RB. Th- oh my god, three and four. So I'm probably going to be keeping Ramondre Stevenson over Miles Sanders. So if you can mm-hmm. get, but but you're not. You're not getting enough. Like Crystal Lobby is not enough for Miles Sanders. So if you can get Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson for Ramondre mm. Stevenson, that to me is the better offer. If I can trade away Miles Sanders and get somebody more that can contribute more than Crystal Lave, like I love Olave, but he's not a, he's not good enough to trade away Miles Sanders for. But if you can get Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson, to me that's the play, especially considering the you're, you're running back three and four. So that like that's sick. That's I love that. Um, <clears throat> Rest yeah. of season playing. I mean, he needs a wide receiver three, right? I'm guessing, right? Yeah, it, that's what he's. Question. I, I think that I think that's what he's looking at. He has too many. He has a surplus of RBs here. I like that. Mike Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson. If you can get both of those guys, yeah, like it's the better trade. Easy. I would I would rather trade away Miles Sanders and Ramondre Stevenson because Stevenson looks beastly. But yeah, I mean, Stevenson's it's a better Stevenson's, haul. Stevenson's going to end up finishing out a a top seven RB on the season. Like he's yeah. just, and man, he's just getting everything. Zach Wilson hates Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore hates literally him. is running circles around Zach Wilson doing absolutely wind squat. Sprints. He's just running wind sprints out there. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Garrett Wilson's the guy in that offense. So you're getting two productive players. Mike Evans is a dog. Uh, Chris Godwin's going to improve. He hasn't gotten in the box yet this year. It's going to happen. I, I don't know. Like, I think Sanders, I think Sanders for a is fine to be honest. Uh, do you? I do. I mean, what 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 is Sanders on the season? What's he at right now? I'm, I'm I don't have Sanders. a lot of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't have well, a lot of Sanders in my 
my repertoire here. On the season, Miles Sanders is the running back 18. He's got 14.6 PPR points per game. Whereas, so 14, and then Olave is... I mean, Olave... I would do, like I would Olave, do that deal. He's, I would do that. They're literally... You would? He's I wide would. receiver 16 on the season at 14.6. So, I mean, it's, it's an even... It's push. an even trade. He's got Dalvin Cook and Travis Etienne as his RB1 and 2. Receivers are Pittman, Almonro, St. Brown, Boyd, Deontay. Okay. So good news about Deontay Johnson is consolidated targets here now, and Pittsburgh has one of the easiest passing or uh, schedules for wide receivers down the stretch. So yep. Deontay hopefully is going to turn around for you. Michael Pittman, man, rest in peace. Uh, this whole Sam Ellinger debacle is just it's it's, sad. It's embarrassing. But – um, what do you think about th- yeah, what do you, you think what? about this uh, what do you think about this new hiring of Jeff Saturday? Uh that it's that's pretty fucking horrible. <laughs> Off the street. <laughs> it's 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 laughable. It's 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 a disrespectful to the game. It's one of the worst hires I've ever seen. Jim Irsay was one of the most local guys against Dan Slander, which I loved and I respected. But we forget like Jim Irsay isn't exactly uh, uh an angel himself. He's done some stupid things no. in his past. These freaking billionaires, man. And then he, like, the gall to be able to look his coaching staff, his players in the face and say, Yeah, Jeff Saturday was the best choice for our team. And you know what, guys? Screw Matt Ryan. I don't care if he's the better opportunity for us to win, even though he's done it in the NFL. Sam Ellinger has done nothing. He looks like a backup, maybe not even an NFL caliber backup running quarterback. It's it's Mm -hmm. disgusting, it's deplorable. I'm sorry, Indianapolis Colts fans. It's embarrassing that Michael Pittman it sucks. Really, it's just it's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> listen, Flax, to, to finish to put a bow on this, I like the haul you're getting of Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson for Ramondre, but I have a really hard yeah. time trading away Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. So I'm okay with you to trade away Miles Sanders for Chris Olave. It's a completely yeah. lateral move. It's fine. It is. Chris Olave is as good as Pittman, Amonra St. Brown, Deontay Johnson. So to go and get like that, that solid wide receiver one, that's Mike Evans. But depth at the running back position is key. And it's Dalvin tough, Cook really, especially this yeah, year. Look, yeah. I, like I would rank Ramondre Stevenson over Dalvin Cook on a weekly basis. I would start him every above, week. But, every week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Uh, yeah. so keep Stevenson. Keep Stevenson. Yeah. He's a league winner, boys. All right. Yeah. Keep keep Stevenson flex. Um, I love that name, Flex Florchino. That's just that's sick. All right. We got Jack coming in here. He's got Justin Herbert. At... Oh, Should Justin I Herbert. About I mean, yeah. Listen, uh, yeah. Herbert has has disappointed. He's what they like the quarterback thirteen on the season. It's not his process, fault, man. It's not. It's his really fault. not his fault. Wide receivers. They're not. The, the biggest thing is that. The Chargers, when you compare what what they're doing different this season versus last season, obviously they don't have Keenan Allen. Obviously they don't have Mike Williams. Okay, so what's different? Two number one wide receivers in the league aren't on the team. That's going to matter. But they don't have the ability to push the ball down the field. Josh Palmer's healthy again. He is a reliable player. Jandre Carter, I like him as a slot player, but he he has too many damn drops. Like Jandre Carter just isn't. He's he's a he's he not good. a starter. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's a, he's a backup slot wide receiver. That's what yeah. he is. So it's yeah. tough, but I mean, it, it's all about who your options are. If Jameis Winston comes back, Jack, I'm still gonna rock Justin Herbert. I just yeah, you can't mm-hmm. just trust Jameis Winston. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, um, it's more of a comment, but trust the process <laughs> with Justin Herbert. That's interesting. Yeah, when he th- he does throw forty plus a game, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. Brandon, give me your sure. one last flex play on the week, and then I'll give you mine, and we'll get the hell out of here. I'm going back to 
to the Green Bay game. Tony Pollard, please start him. This guy yeah. is trending in the correct direction that everybody thought was going to happen with this backfield here. I know Zeke is possibly coming back. It doesn't matter. Uh, from what per the coaches, they have a specific amount of snaps they want to give Tony per game because they feel like that is his his workload that maximizes his uh, talent. Yeah. And, you know, I'm good. I'm okay with that. They have a good uh, pace. They're 10th in the league with 28 plays per game, run plays per game. That That's well enough to be able to support Tony Pollard and Zeke. Um, I just feel Tony Pollard is just turning on, man. If you, if you look at his last uh, couple games here, his last two games, he's gotten 59% of the snaps, 54, 54% of the snaps. That's the highest of the season. Um, I don't think it's going to change even with Zeke coming back. I, Cause he's, I don't think he's, if Zeke comes back now, I don't think he's completely healthy yet. Still. I still think no. he's kind of pushing it to get back because he sees what's happening here with Pollard. I feel like, I, I think yeah. he feels, I think he sees and feels that pressure and he sees the talent that Pollard is out there with. I mean, he's averaging 6.2 yards per carry, highest of his career right now. Um, I just, you know, I Green Bay is just not good at defending the run. Um, they're 21st in the league against the run. So this is this is the game that it's going to be a cold weather game, and the run is what you lean on in the cold weather. And Tony Pollard is just becoming that guy for the Dallas Cowboys. And I love him. I, I think he's a must start in all my flexes. If I have him anywhere, I'm starting him. Um, I just feel like he if has the explosiveness, you know, the Brian, explosiveness if, to finish. Sorry to interrupt you there, Brandon. If, if, you have, if you have Ezekiel Elliott, are you starting at Zeke? Tells I, think you have, guess, right? I, I think yeah. you have to. Um, Cause most of the, where you took Zeke, you probably, you're going to have to have to. Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to have to, but I mean, it's just, I just don't expect him to crush it because he's not, (laughs) he's just going to be an average guy. That's going to give you 12 points. Maybe, you know, like that's what he's going to give you, you know, like he's not going to, he's not going to give you those 25 point monsters, you know, like he's just not going to do that for you anymore. I'm looking at our projection model and PPR points. Zeke is is projected to get twelve point three eight points, and Tony Pollard is expected to get eleven point six three. So it's going to be fifty fifty. That's the only thing that worries me just a little bit. But Tony Pollard, I think on the season moving forward, he should be the RB one in that team. So you look for on this season, rush share Zeke is forty eight point four four percent. Tony Pollard is thirty six percent. I think it's going to flip flop a little bit. I think it's going to be Tony Pollard as the RB one. He's going to be the guy getting the early down touches. Zeke Elliott might be that goal line vulture and the roles are going to change. The girls are going to change, but right now what I love that- what I, what I love about Pollard is the break. His breakaway run rate is third in the league at 11.1%. This guy can bust off chunk yards, man. And he has a good juke rate. Um, yards per touch is third in the league. 6.6.7 yards per touch. I mean, let's, I mean, it's, it's obvious in the numbers. What, guy is the most explosive back and that even though they have a projection of the similar deal i i the high the upside of pollard is there whereas with zeke it's not here's the million dollar question that i have for you brandon right now okay sure million dollar question hey jen how you doing thank you for jumping on the show my question to you is is mike mccarthy a shark when blood in the water 
Do you think he's going to just put his 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 boot on the throat of the Green Bay Packers and say, you know what? The revenge game is here. I don't care for mm-hmm. a 40 to 20. We're going to keep pounding the gas. Or do you think he's going to be a coward? They get up by two touchdowns and they're just going to coast. For the oh, he's a game. coward. What, what do you think? <laughs> he's a coward. That's not what I wanted to hear. On, <laughs> he's man. a coward. Like, yeah. I'm just, per, per, trait wise, he's yeah. not that killer, dude. He is not. Yeah. And when you and when you actually, I, I was listening to some some of his presser this week, and when he was talking about Green Bay, the dude was almost choking up talking about Green Bay, man. Like he, I think he just, I think he wishes he was still in Green Bay. Like I just feel like he has that soft spot towards that area yeah. and that deal, and I don't think he's gonna try and embarrass them for you know moving on from him if that's what you're getting at. I don't think he's gonna do that, but I, I feel like his team is good enough that he's gonna embarrass the team anyway. So yeah, the Cowboys should sna- smash these guys. They should they, destroy they should. them. They should embarrass yes. them. They should. Hey, I got. I got. A, you want a tough one? One tough one. Then I'm gonna do my flex play. Okay. Okay. Are you Ooh. flexing? This is Tad's tags 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 eighty four ninety two tags. What's going on? Flex Jamal Williams or Darnell Mooney to pair with Justin Fields. I'm still going Jamal Williams here. Yeah. No, I'm going Mooney. DeAndre. DeAndre DeAndre Swift has no injury designation this week for the first time. Okay? DeAndre Swift was in the press all week saying, I don't understand why I'm not getting my carries and why I'm not getting the touches that I want. So I think he is telling the coaching staff, it's time to give me my workload. It's time to Swift is going to explode. Swift season, baby. We're back. Yes, we're back. It's back. It's back. It's back. He has no. He has no tag, man. I, I think it's on. I think. I think it's fine. I, Jamal Williams definitely can go get in the end zone and get one of those, you know, goal line, yeah. you know, opportunities. But I think Swift is going to get his workload. He's going to be much closer to the workload that we saw in the beginning of the year than he was last week. He is pissed off, man. I'm telling you, like he is. He was it. telling the coaches, man, give me the ball. Like, I love a pissed so, off DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I love it. Okay, well then, listen, I I was originally going to say Jamal Williams, but yeah, I can see Darnell Mooney. I think both are going to have a good Mooney. opportunity. Mooney in this game. Let's go, man. Let's let's be all Mooney. in. Let's just fuck Mooney. it. Let's go Chicago to Bears, the moon, baby. Chicago Bears to the moon. The moon man yeah. himself. Okay, it's I'm going to close out the show with a, a story. Okay, let this be said to the little people out there: when you are kicked and when you're down and out. All you need is that spark, that glimmer of hope. Because when Christian McCaffrey was traded to the San Francisco 49ers, Jeff there Wilson thought his season was over. That was it. You can't trade the best running back in the league and still expect to have production. But I say, nay, nay, sir. <laughs> For Mike McDaniel said, no, I want Jeff Wilson on my team. I want mm-hmm. him to be a Dolphin. And what does he do, Brandon? The yes. first week as a Miami Dolphin, he outsnaps. And he outproduces Raheem Mostert, the incumbent, the usurper himself, Jeff Wilson, has come to town and said, this is my backfield, baby. Yep, Jeff Wilson yep. this week is, I think, going to be a very viable Lex play. Trend it up. Jeff yes. Wilson, what do you say, brother? I'm, dude, I, I was another, another symmetry 
emotion here, man. We, we, we were talking about it last night and I brought up Jeff Wilson. You said, this is one of my names as well. And yeah, I think, I think we both saw the writing on the wall during the game was it's, it's, it's obvious that he was the more explosive back. Um, Mike McDaniels has a very, he has a comfort with him because of the, him coming out of the Niners system. He knows exactly what he can call for Jeff Wilson. And it was obvious when he outsnaps the incumbent the first week after a trade, like that doesn't happen. Like that doesn't happen that often guys. Um, unless that coach is super comfortable and Mike McDaniel is the goat play caller. I love this guy. I think that yeah. I think he, he is so goddamn refreshing for fantasy football yeah. because he makes sure the, the stars get the ball. Like, and he schemes it up and he, he has a plan for each player he has on his squad. He gets them in the positions to be successful. And Jeff Wilson is one of his, he's one of his guys, man. He's, he knows them. So I, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be that way, but it is. It is sometimes common sense prevails, right? Like it seems very, very obvious. Get your best players, the ball. And guess what? Mike McDaniel has a tendency to do that. Jeff Wilson and, for my money, is better than Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, he is. he's great, but everything that we see, it's it's one game, so it's not a quite quite a trend. But going up against mm-hmm. uh, this week, like I, I, I love Jeff Wilson. Okay, we got one last question. Then I'm going to tell All you right. some of my notable mentions. Actually, we got two now. Uh, then we're going to get the hell out of here. So we got Tags coming in again. Should he start oh, Rondell no. Moore over Michael Pitt or Chris Olave? I'm going Chris Olave here, right? Out of Olave, hundred percent. Yeah. Go Olave. He's just so damn consistent. He's he's defined role in that offense, and uh, it's just it's just safe at this point. Honestly, I start Michael Pittman because I have to start Michael Pittman in my more yeah. competitive leagues. But do I like it? No. I mean, Sam Ellinger is incompetent. He's not a good yeah. quarterback. Period. Okay, Chris Smith coming in. Last question: What two wide receivers to start? Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Josh Palmer, Jarvis Landry, or Terry McLaurin? going up against Philly on Monday night. So for me, I'm still going to lean Terry McLaurin. I don't like Cortland Sutton. Uh, Josh Palmer, we like. This is tough, man. Like, honestly, Terry McLaurin is is the most Yeah. Terry McLaurin, you're starting for sure. And then I'm probably leaning Brandon Cooks. I'm leaning Brandon Cooks here. But do I love it? Not really. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I hear you. You know, all like, if you look at if you look at projections, it's probably telling you Sutton because like what ninety five percent of fantasy football players do is they look at the projections. They all look at projections, and Sutton probably has a nice fat projection. It's just I think it's a facade, though. I don't think it's real. Not really. Um, Listen, we have real. So the tools here, if we're looking at our at our uh, projections, the PPR points for Corland Sutton about twelve points. Compare Mm -hmm. that to uh, Brandon Cooks. He is at 12 points as well. So it's it's a bit of a push. I'm going I, Cooks. Yeah, I'm going Cooks here. So we're going Terry McClellan. We're going Brandon Cooks. Chris, good luck, brother. Yep, we like Josh Palmer, but it's just we're, we're playing the, the the probabilities here, and those guys are more likely to score more fantasy points, which is what it's all about. So Under, understand the Eagles are a beast, though. Like Eagles are tough, but Terry's good. a just, damn, damn good route runner. He can get free. Yeah, I mean, Sutton does get to targets, but are they good quality targets? Is Denver any good at this point? Like, you look at you look at just last week. Okay, let me let me pull up these numbers again. So they they were on bye last week, but two weeks ago, 
Jerry Judy had a 29% target share. Cortland Sutton had a 16% target share. This was against Jacksonville in, in uh, London two weeks ago. Um, on the season, yes, Cortland Sutton has 24% target share versus Judy's 21%, but we're starting to see the shift. And just anecdotally, you watch these games, and it's Jerry Judy that that um, Russ is starting to take more of a, a liking to. And look, we saw that he he did lean more towards Tyler Lockett than he did DK Metcalf, which was infuriating sometimes, right? These mm -hmm. these larger wide receivers, sometimes would just disappear. They would have insanely boom weeks. Yes, Cortland Sutton has that in his range of outcomes, but you look at Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins is back, but he's still the only game in town. It's close. Listen, Nico Collins ain't decide, shit. Yeah, if you decide, yeah, he, if you decide to play Cortland Sutton, it's not a bad idea. But if if it's me and I'm starting at my team, I'm leaning Brandon Cooks over Cortland Sutton. Is it close? Yes. Could Cortland Sutton put up 30 points? Of course he could, right? Russell Wilson isn't bad all of a sudden, but maybe he's not healthy. Maybe they're just dysfunctional. Maybe they didn't have that that chemistry that you would have hoped and expected. They're coming off the bye week, so maybe they get things right this week. But I, I think ha I think I think Hackett gets fired and Sean Payton goes becomes the Broncos head coach. Yeah, and they're going up against Tennessee, and Tennessee is like, they're not good on offense, but they're very very good on defense. I think they're, they're stingy. Give Denver a lot of problems. I just man, I just like I love the player Michael Pittman. I don't trust playing Michael Pittman. I love Cortland Sutton as a player. I don't trust playing Cortland Sutton as a player right now. At least we think like Brandon Cooks is going to get the opportunity. But if you go Sutton, I'm not going to hate you for it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but it's it's completely reasonable. It's completely logical. The thing that's illogical and the thing that's unreasonable is Nathaniel Hackett. Mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, Jen, go back and watch the replay. We got we got a lot of fire on the show, so thank you. We appreciate you jumping on. That's it, Brandon. Let's end it there, man. We got we got a really good week. It's a really big week coming up. Thank God it's not the buy Mageddon. Mm -hmm. Uh Yes. Yeah. McDaniels, I hear you. McDaniels, give him some more time. Not, maybe McDaniels, he, Josh he's, McDaniels. He's not a, a really good, He's not a leader of men. Maybe he's, he's just not. a really, 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 really good offensive coordinator and just not a good that's it. leader of men. Unfortunately, that's what it's starting to look like. It's embarrassing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Remember, it's bad, remember dude. when the too, division too much talent beat? Yeah. Remember when at the start of the season the AFC West was going to be the division, the buzzsaw division? Right. Isn't quite right. turning into that. Yeah. Um, remember, remember when I said the Raiders would win the division? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like what up? the hell? Like, honestly, like they just got the best wide receiver in the league. They they have a, one of the best tight ends in the league. Like, they, like yeah. Derek Carr should have took a massive step forward. But I don't understand it. Like th this whole that whole division is such a weird paradox. It's just weird. We could have an entire show talking about that division. But this week, yeah. listen, Brandon. For those of you who are new to the DFS game. Go to DFSArmy.com. We have a lot of free content out there. But if you want to dabble in the sweet art that is DFS fantasy football, go to DFSArmy.com forward slash free dash offer. All the instructions. You can get a free month of DFS Army VIP membership. Come chat with us in the Discord. Come talk gamemanship. Come talk strategy with us. That's what we like to do. Come If you have start set questions, you can't do it live in the show. That's what we're here for. So come check it out. Brandon and I are going to be here for the rest of the season. Good luck in week 10. Brandon, one last thing for the people. Let's Sun God week say. incoming. Sun God is going to have a massive game. He's going oh. to mass. And I would be remiss to say, and shame on us for not saying this, Brandon. Yesterday was Remembrance Day in Canada, and I believe it was Memorial Day in the U.S.? No, it's Veterans Day. It's Veterans Yesterday. Day. Okay, so Veterans Day in the U.S., um, yeah. Remembrance Day here in Canada, November 11th. Brandon, 
you are a veteran. You have sacrificed a lot for your country and for, frankly, safety in the world. So thank you so much for your sacrifice. Uh, to my grandpa, who is a 97-year-old World War II veteran, thank nice. you. He's still alive. He's still healthy. He's still kicking it. Grandpa, thank you for helping us have the opportunity to do a fantasy football show. Thank you for all the veterans out there for allowing us to talk about fantasy sports when right now the world is a scary place. And it's because of people like you, Brandon, and all the veterans out there that were able to live the lives we live. So thank you so much. We will not forget. We'll never forget. Thank you so much. So from DFS Army, we appreciate you. So with that, for Brandon, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Thank you.